Wall Street is full of corruption and it is baked in to every aspect of our society. MMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding at the macro level. In the 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This was written over a hundred years ago. This is The Rogue Scholar with Steve Grumbine. All right, everybody, it is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. It is a Monday morning, April 18th. Actually, I guess it would be Monday afternoon when it's 12.01 Eastern time. So I hope you guys had a wonderful weekend time with your friends and family. If you missed it, Saturday night, I went off the schedule. I did a Rogue, Rogue Scholar uh, breaking down Richard Wolf. And, uh, you know, no offense to Richard Wolf. I mean, it was done tongue in cheek and I definitely took some shots. Um, but Richard Wolf does not know MMT. And if he does know MMT, he sure don't sound like nobody saying MMT that I've ever heard. And when you go and do the sniff check, it, it doesn't pass muster. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there that love Richard Wolf. Um, and they should for the things he talks about that he knows about from uh, workplace democracy to co-ops, uh, you name it. Um, but he does not know macroeconomics. And if so, he is not the expert in it and should not be message to alt media. Every time you bring Richard Wolf on, talk about MMT, you hurt his credibility. Time to stop. All right. Well, anyway, so today's Rogue Scholar is going to be about hot takes. And question is, can the world survive our hot takes? I mean, is the world going to melt down as a result of it? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you guys a very important article. I think it's important anyway. Um, this one right here is by BBC, and it talks about climate change. And so here we go. It's climate change, key UN finding widely misinterpreted. Danger, extreme heat conditions ahead. And it's basically, it starts out a key finding in the latest IPCC climate report has been widely misinterpreted, according to scientists involved in the study. In the document, researchers wrote that greenhouse gases are projected to peak at the latest before 2025. This implies that carbon could increase for another three years and the world could still avoid dangerous warming. But scientists say that's incorrect and that emissions need to fall immediately. And then there's a few links down here, coral reefs map to take uh, to tackle climate change threat. COP26 promises to hold warming under 2C. Yeah, right. Uh, how Russia's war threatens Brazil's indigenous land. Yeah, pretty important stuff here. Anyway, so the IPCC's most recent report focused on how to limit or curtail emissions of the gases that are the root cause of the warming. In their summary for policymakers, the scientists said that it was possible to avoid the most dangerous levels of warming by keeping the rise in global temperatures under 1.5 degrees Celsius this century. This will take a Herculean effort, with carbon emissions needing to shrink by 43% by the end of the decade to stay under this threshold of danger. Now, before we go any further, I want to state so that you all understand that I had Dr. Stephen Hale on 
I don't know, a few years back. And we talked about this and we titled the podcast 12 years. Well, 12 years was, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago. So that would leave seven years. So obviously things have escalated. And to quote Stephen Hale, things haven't gotten better. They've only gotten worse. Um, in many cases, things have gotten worse. And we haven't taken any kind of the necessary uh, steps to clear that out. So let's get back to the article. Um, anyway, says this will take a Herculean effort with carbon emissions needing to shrink by 43% by the end of this decade to stay under this threshold of danger. You guys have seen these forest fires, et cetera. This is Colorado picture that you saw there. But before they fall, emissions need to reach a peak. And it's in the text explaining this idea that the report becomes confusing. Global greenhouse gases are projected to peak between 2020 and at the latest 2025, and global modeled pathways that limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, the summary states. Most media outlets, including the BBC, concluded that that meant emissions could rise until 2025, and the world could still stay under 1.5 degrees Celsius. When you get, when you read the text as it is laid out, it does give the impression that you've got till 2025 which I think is a very unfortunate outcome, said Glenn Peters from the Center for International Climate Research in Oslo and an IPCC lead author. It is unfortunate choice of wording that is unfortunately going to potentially have some rather negative consequences. So what went wrong? It's partly because the climate models that scientists use to project the temperatures work in five-year blocks. So 2025 follows 2020, for example, without reference to the years in between. Because models work on five-year increments, we can't derive statements with higher precision, said Dr. Jory Roget from the Imperial College of London. Folks, if you try and repeat this name right here five times fast, good for you. I just butchered it majorly. But anyway, he's from the Imperial College London and an IPCC lead author. But when you look at the scientific data supporting the headline, it becomes immediately clear that any scenario in line with 1.5 degrees Celsius drops emissions from 2020 to 2025, even for scenarios that limit warming to two degrees Celsius, this is also the case. More of the ravages of climate change on display, <laughs> coping with the aftermath of deadly floods in South Africa. Another issue was timing. COVID delayed the mitigation report about a year ago, but the information used came from models that projected peaking by and large in 2020. In other words, already happened, 2020, okay? The headline statement couldn't say emissions should have peaked already as governments and scientists need to agree on messaging that is scientifically accurate without being policy prescriptive. I want you to hear that again. Look at this. The headline statement couldn't say emissions should have peaked already as governments and scientists need to agree on messaging that is scientifically accurate without being policy prescriptive, said Dr. Edward Byers, an IPCC contributing author from the International Institute for applied systems analysis. Isn't that just awful? We got to worry about politics here. 
to agree with science before they can even publish the report. We're fucked, guys and gals. Anyway, this led to a lengthy debate during the two-week-long approval session between the scientists and government officials over the exact words to use. There were many discussions about words such as now or immediately can be used. Goodness gracious. Imagine the assholes that don't want to use those kinds of words. I mean, seriously, but anyway, neither here nor there. Some parties or people had concerns that this would soon be out of date. And if the report was read in the future, then immediately doesn't mean anything. Eh, fair enough. Oh, look at that. Isn't that gorgeous arid conditions right now? The dried out reservoir in Chile where drought has forced the government to take emergency measures. Indeed, look at that. I don't personally agree with that. I think immediately would have been the best word to use. A major challenge in communicating complex. Now, this is the thing. This right here is like the whole net of this particular broadcast right here, this live stream. So we're just going to focus on this momentarily. I don't personally agree with that. So I think immediately would have been the best word to use. A major challenge in communicating complex messages about climate change is that the more simplified media reports of these events often have more influence than the science itself. Think about that. A major challenge in communicating complex messages about climate change is that the more simplified media reports of these events often have more influence than the science itself. This worries observers who argue that giving countries the impression that emissions can continue to grow until 2025 would be a disaster for the world. We definitely don't have the luxury of letting emissions grow for yet another three years, says Keza Kasanen of Greenpeace. We have eight years to have to nearly have, as in cut in half, global emissions. That is an enormous task, but still doable, as the IPCC has just reminded us. But if people now start chasing emissions to peak by 2025 as some kind of benchmark, we don't, we don't have a chance. So, you know, you think about that, and, and I do think about that. And I think about what alternative media does and i think about what a lot of your hot take machines do as well not just the mainstream media that tries to simplify things for a reader base i believe they try to make reading available for five-year-old comprehension level okay so scientific information that we all need to be aware of has to be transferred and transitioned into readable understandable language for Jane and Joe Sixpack. And in this particular case, we're talking about even less than that. We're talking about they're dumbing this thing down to the point where they're literally not telling the truth anymore, where they're now misleading people and it's no longer valuable. And you look frequently at our alternative media. What are we up against this alternative media? We're up against something even graver. We're up against algorithms. We're up against people playing high school games where I'm not going to support group A, I'm only going to support group B, et cetera. And so alternative media 
is frequently trying to find ways around the algorithms with clickbait, with titles that are clickbait, titles that are oftentimes misleading even, okay? And the takes they have, any Tom, Dick, and Harry that's a friend from Twitter come and be a guest on their show to give their deep insights on climate change. And it's always a hot take. It's always a hot take. You know, and, and so I, I don't know if y'all love this enough. I love this. This right here was a work of genius. This is our show uh, promo for today. And that right there is our world melting down over a, a flat stack of uh, hot cakes instead of hot takes. We're talking hot cakes. But the, the point is, is that our average Jane and Joe, they don't invest themselves in learning in this stuff. So you've got to grab them in like two seconds or less. If it doesn't fit on a meme, they didn't read it. Too long, didn't read. And so this creates a whole new set of problems with people trying to condense information for people that don't want to do anything but be entertained. For the TikTok world that doesn't have any interest in a deeper conversation, who only wants to be entertained. Okay. Alt media has slipped the plot on this as well in a search for how to stay relevant and how to keep people coming to their channel after they've been shadow banned and blocked and algorithms keeping their numbers way down, et cetera. So as the climate starts burning down around us and people are not taking it seriously, they're not willing to organize around these key messages, okay? Uh, and of course, let's, let's be fair, it also directly impacts economic discussions because when you try and talk economics with people, their eyes roll back in their head as well. So what do we do? We end up creating these memes, these memes, these short stories, whatever. We do short hot take videos uh, about economics. We try to stay relevant here. We try to stay accurate because we do work between the academics and the mainstream um, you know, activists that are out there fighting for these causes as well. So we do serve a, as a, uh, a buffer between the two worlds, trying to translate complex information for ears that are not really geared for that level of academia. Unfortunately, something definitely gets lost in the, in the translation, period. There's no getting around it. It does. It does. Because for us, the average person really only needs to know that, A, there's a problem, and B, that we need to press our government to do something about it because the government is the controller of the purse strings. But unfortunately, because we can't get these messages out there in any kind of coherent way without ginning up the clickbait to get people to actually pay attention. I mean, seriously, some comedians get 10,000 live viewers where people talking about real meaningful shit get, I don't know, 24, 25 viewers, right? And so as you're thinking to yourself about how do you increase the volume of people who are actually, you know, trying uh, to learn this stuff, you know, you end up with this divide of how much information is too much information and how much information is not enough information. And it's kind of like one of those really challenging, you know, balancing acts, right? You don't want to be guilty of misleading people. You really don't want to be guilty of misleading people. But if they don't show up, if they ignore you, if they go where it's more fun, more James Bond-esque, dun, 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 you know, kind of thing, if you can't keep them 
locked into hearing and understanding deeper truths. And I'll give you an example of this, right? The UBI discussions, and here, we'll bring this up. I'll grab this real quick. UBI discussions, things like that. I mean, you try and explain to them, folks, if you don't do something structurally to prevent capital, to prevent companies from absolutely subsidizing shit wages with the UBI, a person will never be free. As you see now, same, and what's worse, and this might be the worst, this is worse than Democrat, Republican hypocrisy. This is worse than any kind of hypocrisy out there. The same knuckleheads that want a UBI typically are whining and bitching about printing money and wanting UBI for crypto and all this other wackadoo shit, okay? They don't understand that, you know, if you're going to say on one hand, printing money creates inflation, and then simultaneously say that you want to produce money out of thin air for people that haven't actually produced units of work to make the value of that labor matter, you've subsequently made a total fuck you, flip around, wrong-sided information bullshit statement, okay? But that's typical of the UBI community. They know that people need money. They know people are hurting. They got that right. We got the right sensibilities going on there. But they just think it's a matter of they just don't have enough money. They don't understand that it's a structural issue and that capital and retail and all the other sectors will literally suck up any extra money in there by raising prices. This is not some inherent thing. This is the way it works. So you've got to have something to offset that. And the only way to really offset that is with something like a federal job guarantee. And you can go through this step by step and they won't listen because it's got to fit on a bumper sticker. It's got to fit on a bumper sticker. And this is why climate change is such a challenge because people confuse weather with climate and they confuse all sorts of things. And it, we're not scientists. Most of us aren't scientists. Most of us don't have that deep knowledge. So the question becomes, how do we convey very, very challenging messages to people that are only in it for the five seconds that they're willing to give you? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I really don't know the answer to that. You could provide links. You can provide white papers. That requires people to click on it and read it. And you know, well, let's put it this way. All it takes is a few years of being an activist online to show that people won't click your link. They won't watch your video. They won't listen to your podcast. They act like they're too busy, but then they'll spend six hours talking about every show they watched on Netflix. So you know that they're not really busy. You know they just don't care that much about the subject. That's really what it comes down to. They want to be mildly informed. They don't want to be seen as an idiot. They want to be able to have talking points for the water cooler. But they don't actually want to know what's going on. They just don't want to know what's going on. And what's worse, you know, I look at the, the war in Ukraine and Russia, and 
people are so invested in Bitcoin that they will find any narrative they can to try and come up with a solution that says the dollar is going to be gone, the value of the dollar, debasing the dollar. They don't even know what the word debasing means. And yet they say it all the time, like it's just rolling off their tongues. They don't mind being incorrect. And unfortunately, the alternative media will take and put a clickbait title. And most people won't actually watch the video even. They see the clickbait title. And then they'll run around and tell everyone, whatever that clickbait title is, that's the answer to the world. That's everything right there in one fell swoop. That's what they'll do. I don't understand it personally. It's not how I'm wired. But, you know. This is what you're up against. And, and seriously, again, let's go back to 2018. Stephen Hale said 12 years. The IPCC report said 12 years. Now we're hearing that the peak output, because the erroneous reporting, because of people doing hot takes, could be 2025. But in reality, it's not. It's, it, in reality, it was 2020. They're saying peak was 2020, but they couldn't come up with political language that the politicians would agree to. And so they sat on the report trying to figure out how to word it. I mean, this is no joke. That's no joke. So I think as far as you and me and the rest of our children's lives, et cetera, we're going to have to guard against this idea of clickbait. We're going to have to guard our minds against hot takes. We're going to have to demand people show us evidence of the statements they're making. We're going to have to make that part of the discourse to be able to prevent us from falling into this. Unfortunately, I, I kid you not. When I look at these alternative media groups out there that are saying absolutely nothing but clickbait and food fight with each other. When I see that every single time, they've got the most ginormous crowds of them all. What does that tell you? I mean, what does it tell you? I don't think the world can survive the clickbait revolution. I mean, we were already impossibly off. We were already impossibly, we we're up against impossible odds, huge odds to survive, to make the planet habitable, you know, for our children. I mean, these, this is really what it's all about, right? But then you listen to the whatabouters, the whataboutisms, all the, you know, the, the, oh, couldn't it possibly be this? Well, I guess if, you stood on one foot and wore a tinfoil hat and rubbed your belly? Sure, I guess it could. And that constitutes thorough research. That's constant. And, and most people, I mean, I'm telling you right now, when I went for my PhD, now I did not finish like some of our good friends in the audience did. But when I went for my PhD, I had a rude awakening. I thought grad school was tough to write. I thought it was tough to reference and notate my articles and my writings and my papers in grad school. And it is because grad school is nothing but papers. 
But when you go to your PhD program, you had better really truly be able to notate every single thing that you put out there. You better be able to put the proper references throughout that paper. And if you can't, you're going to fail. And in that process, you'll develop an understanding and an appreciation of how important it is. How important it is to really do your research and not just go with the clickbaits and the hot takes. I'm not even joking. I, I watch these people literally posting. And mind you, these posts get huge amounts of hits. Okay, so that tells me people are listening. They're looking. They're reading. But they're not reading the right This hair on fire. The end of the dollar is hot and high. It's coming. Yay, it's coming, blah, blah, blah. And then they break down some weird thing about crypto. They don't even have a fucking clue what a payment system is. But they're talking about it like the end of the dollar is coming. And, and here's something else, too. And this is, this is a punch in, in the direction of people that do do their research, okay? The people that do do their research refuse to share other people's materials, such as real progressives. Even when we have them on our show, their friends will not share it because of this perversion that exists in elitist society. The things that are, the, the other gang, the people out there spreading the misinformation, they've got an army of people willing to spread misinformation. But the good guys trying to push the truth, it's almost as if we're too good, we're too, we're too above it all to share someone that's maybe a notch below on the socioeconomic status or ladder or whatever. It's like, uh, hello, ally, help, big audience, small audience, big audience, help, please help. No. Nope. Now, I'm busy as a one-armed paper hanger, as they say. I got kids, I work full-time, I run two nonprofits. I get what it's called being busy, but I still share your stuff. But instead, the people, they see clickbait, and that's what they run with. This is a real problem. If you believe people are spreading misinformation, no, then you shouldn't share their stuff. But I have watched time and again, clicks that refuse to share quality content because they don't like somebody, because they got a case of the ass, because they're buttered. And so clickbait wins, just like the establishment wins every single time. Every single time. Are we going to survive it? I don't know. I don't think so. I'll be honest with you. I don't think so. I've stated countless times that I think the rich, you look at SpaceX and you look at all these other efforts for rich people going into outer space. I've talked about rich people building bunkers a mile into the ground. I've talked about rich people doing all these things and they do do those things. While we're celebrating the achievements of the private sector and refusing to make our government do for us what it should, 
We're going to get left behind. It's going to be an Elysium all over again. Except real, not a movie. So it's a shame we don't share each other's content, but I guess some elitists refuse to do that. And that's a real fucking shame, isn't it? That's a real fucking shame. It leaves the clickbait large and in charge, and it leaves people like myself and others who have been fighting our asses off, never take a day off, rarely sleep, makes us struggle even harder when a simple act of courtesy and solidarity could help us immensely. But bad people do bad things, elitists do elitist things, and thus the world will burn and melt down around us, courtesy of out-crowd shit, in-crowd, out-crowd garbage. Welcome to your apocalypse. I'm Steve Grumbine with the Rogue Scholar, and I'm a little bit sad, I ain't gonna lie. A little bit sad. A little bit sad. Anyway. Have a great day, everyone. Please do your best to do research. Research is beautiful. Don't sit there and follow clickbait. Try your best to share content where people are actually trying to do the hard work and not just fucking alt-media food fights. If you're one of those people that shows up for the alt-media food fight, maybe you ought to rethink your priorities. Yeah. I'm Steve Grumbine with The Rogue Scholar. Real Progressives, Real Progress in Action, and the host of Macro and Cheese Podcast. And also, please check me out over at Status Q on Tuesday nights, co-hosting with Jordan Cheriton, and also on Thursday nights, the show, Let's Get Ready to Grumble. Again, Saturday mornings, Macro and Cheese, must-listen-to podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. Please consider becoming a monthly donor. We need all the help that we can get. Go to our website under how to get involved and right there, smack that as soon as you walk, go to the page, shows you how to donate. Please become a monthly donor. No amounts too small. Of course, no amounts too great. Please, by all means, come follow us, support us, volunteer, and donate. I'm out of here. The Rogue Scholar is a production of Real Progressives. If you would like to support our work, please visit patreon.com slash real progressives.